Let us pray. Whereupon the princes of Israel and the king humbled themselves, and they said, The Lord is righteous. 2 Chronicles 12.6 Dear God, in this moment, I will not allow my legacy to be remembered through a negative lens, like the two kings in today's story. As much as it remains with me, I will leave a legacy worthy of telling my future generations about. I will use whatever influence you've given me to influence those around me to honor and to love you, Lord, with their whole hearts. In this moment, I declare that my life will serve as a lamp to point people to the marvelous path of abundant peace and provision you provide for your children who live in accordance to your ways. Even when I make a mistake, I will be swift to correct and redirect my steps. Thank you for never leaving me and for always giving me another chance to become the best version of myself. You are good, and your mercy endures forever. My soul knows this very well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for making prayer a priority in your day. To learn more about the Bible, stay tuned for today's story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com The Legacy of Kings In our last story, we learned about the man of God's disobedience towards the Lord. He was tricked into eating among the wicked city and ultimately devoured by a lion. Meanwhile, the country of Israel was descending into wickedness under the leadership of Jeroboam. In this story, we behold the two kings, Jeroboam of Israel and Rehoboam of Judah, and the fates of both men as well as their legacies, inspired by the book of First Kings. Hello, this is Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In our previous reading, we heard about the man of God who went to Jeroboam to deliver a word of condemnation from God for this king who had turned to idol worship and abandoned God's truth. On his trip home, he had believed the word of a prophet who had lied to him about God, and then he disobeyed the Lord's command. This disobedience cost this man his life. As we'll hear in today's passage, the two kings in the divided kingdom of Israel will suffer the consequences of their own sins. We'll once more be reminded that the only path to true success in life is by believing God's commands and obeying Him. Let's listen now to God's Word. It was late into the night. The clouds were thick in the sky and blocking the stars from shining down on Israel. The land was asleep, except King Jeroboam, who was sitting at the bedside of his son, Abijah. The boy quivered in his sleep. The sheets were damp from his sweat, and he trembled from his fever. Jeroboam stroked his son's hair and patted his forehead with a damp cloth. He could not stand to see the suffering of his son. His wife was beside him, holding her son's hand. Jeroboam looked at her and said, We have no clue what is wrong with him or if he will make it. You should disguise yourself and leave the city towards Shiloh. 
There is a prophet named Ahijah. He is the one who told me I would be king long ago. Go and ask him about our son's future. So the king's wife departed towards Shiloh. She rode into the night shrouded under a cloak to hide her identity. She came to Shiloh where he dwelled. There was a small home in the hills where he lived. The queen entered the home to find the prophet old and decrepit in his bed. Ahijah could not see in his old age, but he was still attuned to the Lord's spirit and wisdom. Jeroboam's wife will come to you pretending to be someone else, the Lord told him. Tell her only what I tell you. So when he heard the footsteps of the queen, he called out, Come on in, dear wife of Jeroboam. Why do you hide your identity? She was shocked to hear him call out to her and paralyzed by his insight despite his blindness. I have disturbing news, he told her. The Lord has spoken to your husband, saying, I have given you all you have asked for. I ripped the kingdom away from the line of David and gave it to you. But you are nothing like my servant David. You have done more evil than all kings who have lived before you. Since you have turned your back to me, I shall bring disaster to your lineage. Your family will die in the city streets and be remembered no more. A few small tears fell from Jeroboam's wife. Her hands began to shake as she listened to the old prophet speak curses over her family. Ahijah got up from his bed and held her hands. When you return home, your son shall be dead. All of Israel shall mourn for him, for he is the only good thing to come out of Jeroboam's life. He then released her hands. The queen stood up and began to leave. As her back was turned to the prophet, he spoke one last thing. This would prove to be the most disturbing news of all. The Lord will raise up a new king to destroy your husband. He will shake Israel to its core, and it shall be whipped about like a log and rapids. They will be uprooted and scattered beyond the Euphrates River. Israel will feel abandoned because of Jeroboam. Without a word, she fled back to the city. The child had died, just as Ahijah had predicted, and the rest of Jeroboam's kingship was marked with war. His reign was twenty-two years, and most of his time was plagued with dysfunction, idol worship, and needless conflict. Once he passed, his son Nadab took over as king. We begin today's scripture in the palace of King Jeroboam. He refused to turn from his wicked ways, and his son, Abijah, now lay sick in his bed. The king is desperate for answers, but there are none. He then remembered a name he had long since forgotten, Ahijah, the prophet who had spoken God's word to him concerning the division of Israel and that the northern tribes would make him king. It's the same prophet who warned Jeroboam to keep God's commands and follow him something else that he had forgotten long ago. So he sends his wife to Ahijah and tells her to disguise herself and inquire of their son's future. She does what the king asks and enters the prophet's home. His eyes are weak, but his spirit is still strong, and he senses God speaking to him, telling him who this woman is, and to tell her only what God says. Ahijah beckons her to come near, identifying her as the king's wife. He then delivers bad news. God gave Jeroboam all he had asked for, but he turned his back on God. He became a more wicked king than Israel had ever known. 
and for this, his family would come to destruction. The sick son would be dead when the woman got back home, and Jeroboam's rule would come to an end, and the people would be scattered. Jeroboam's sins would cause all of Israel to feel abandoned, and in 1 Kings 14, verse 16, we read God's final words to Jeroboam's wife. And he will give Israel up because of the sins of Jeroboam, which he sinned and made Israel to sin. When she returned home, she found the son dead, just as Ahijah had prophesied, and all the people mourned the loss of this child. It was said that the child was the only good thing to ever come from Jeroboam's life. What a sad commentary on the worthless legacy of this king who had been chosen by God. He had held such promise, but his name is now ruined forever because he chose to follow after other gods and give his worship to false gods rather than the one true God and to lead Israel to sin. His reign was marred by idolatry and conflict with the southern kingdom ruled by Rehoboam. Rehoboam did not fare much better. In fact, Judah was even worse off under his reign. The people turned to idolatry and ritual prostitution. God's wrath burned against Judah and the king of Egypt invaded the land, pillaging gold and treasures from God's house and the king's palace. The richly adorned temple Solomon had built was a shadow of its former glory. God was judging his people for their lack of faith and devotion to him, but he would not abandon them. Their future would be marked by much conflict and only a few kings who followed God and sought his favor. Much of what would come would be evil kings who turned from God and with them the people. These evil kings ruled and the people paid the price, for they all fell into sin and judgment. There will, however, be glimmers of a future hope, a time when God would send the true and one mighty king that would point Israel and the whole world to God the Father. His name is Jesus and the promised Messiah and the Savior of the world. Dear God, thank you for what we learn in today's reading, that you are serious about sin and will always judge disobedience. May we learn your ways and do your will and walk in holiness before you. May we see that judgment comes upon all of those who reject you and believe the lies of Satan. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, the Savior who came into the world to give his life on the cross, to die and to rise again so that we could have eternal life, that we can turn from our idols and our old ways and have a brand new life. And if you want this brand new life, why not where you are right now, bow your head and pray a prayer like this. Dear God, I thank you for loving me, for sending your son into the world to be my savior. I believe, Jesus, that you died and rose again and that you're coming again for me. And I trust you as my Lord and my savior. Lord, I give you my heart. I will follow you by the power of your spirit all the days of my life. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer and Bible study a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love, share it with a friend, 
pass it on because this podcast can make a huge difference in people's lives. I'm hearing wonderful stories of the impact of God's Word as a result of listening to Bible in a Year. And if you want more biblical resources, resources from God's Word that will enable you and assist you in your walk with God, then be sure to visit jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.